Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, the podcast. Hi. Hey. Guess what we just did? Oh my God. I can't even believe it. Like, it's not real. No. (laughs) So we did not record all about Lucy Coe. Because we had something a little more exciting to do. As we've mentioned before, we've been emailing back and forth with somebody since May. May. I can't believe it's been that long. Yeah, it's been over two months. Yeah. But I mean, it's been crazy. We just got done talking to Bradford Anderson. Oh my God. I I, seriously, I still can't believe it. It's insane. Neither can I. So an out of body experience. I mean, we talked for about a half hour, mm-hmm. so we decided to push Lucy back. Yes. Hope you guys don't mind. But yeah. Obviously, talking to Bradford was a little bit more exciting. Just a tad. But so we just wanted to share our conversation with you, and we'll be back afterwards to talk a little bit more. First of all, love your hat. I have family from all over. Boston. So, oh yeah, we're both. Yeah. Um, my mom graduated from Winthrop High School, and okay, awesome. Actually, I have an aunt right now that lives in. She just moved to New Hampshire. Oh, great! Even better. Yes, and I know that that's where he's from. Yes, and I know she that knows too. too. <laughs> um, oh, nice. <laughs> um, Manchester, I think, is where she's from. But then I have she used to live in Haverhill. Okay. So, and we would do like the twenty-minute drive down the street just to go to the beach to watch the fireworks and everything so oh nice yeah, yeah. fantastic but, yeah i love it up there so. yeah amanda's never been to boston i'm I trying to get her to go so it's it's a good place to visit you know freedom trail and all that you know yep. <laughs> and the bars <laughs> that 
too. You know, but there's a lot of history. Trip. I mean, there's a whole yeah. beer for Sam Adams and everything right. from there. So that's right. Well, and yeah, there's I, you know, that was like kind of like the only craft beer for a while, and now, but you know, craft beer is everywhere. But yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, Pittsburgh's a good drinking city, though. We do. We drink for everything. That's yeah. right. It's yeah. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Did you get a chance to try the wine? Uh, yes. I, yeah. So, you know, I'm pretty spoiled here in California with, with great wine. Right. And so yeah, Pennsylvania's not, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I didn't realize we were, we were right by this mall and, you know, cause the club that we played was in this complex of sorts. Yep. Steve said, Hey, there's a wine store here. I was like, great. And I said, what's it called? Is it the Pennsylvania wine store? I'm like, Oh, amazing. So I go, I go buy it thinking like, you know, I'm from New Hampshire. All liquor stores are state liquor stores. So it's the New Hampshire liquor yeah. store. So yeah. when it's a Pennsylvania wine story, I didn't, it didn't occur to me that every wine in the shop would be Pennsylvania wine. Okay. Cause like, I just, I, so anyway, so I went in there and I, I like anything that you can drink really. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm just, my palate's not used to, you know, fruit besides grape. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, like it's, yeah. it's a lot of, and their, their most popular or highest rated was a blackberry wine. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. But it was really good. I, you know, it's not yeah. something I would probably drink um, on a regular basis because it's just too sweet. But our buddy Jeremy, who we travel with, yes. likes everything sweet. Yeah, he, you know, he drinks ciders and he drinks, you know, he's like, if we're drinking wine, I've taught him about uh, Moscato. And uh, yeah, so he just, so he, he was all over it, which is great. <laughs> so when I, I picked, I brought a bottle back to our hotel room specifically for Jeremy, but Steve tried it too, and he liked it as well. So that's good. Oh, good. Yeah. See, I like dark and dry. Well done, Pennsylvania and your blackberry and huckleberry and any other berries. What can we say? Yeah. But yeah, I guess we just wanted to, you know, thank you so much for doing this and everything. Oh, my uh, pleasure. My pleasure. Congrats on getting a podcast up and running. I know, believe me, I know it takes, takes some doing. Yeah. So why did you guys decide to start doing your podcast? Well, and, and everything. Yeah. So when, you know, when Steve, back in the day when I, you know, Steve and I were working together so much in the late 2000s and, you know, early teens, we were traveling all the time. We were doing great things and really fun things. And, you know, I, you know, a few years into touring, Steve said, Hey, let's, let's make it more of a show. That's where the band came from. Mm -hmm. right we were doing all these appearances we were it felt like we were trying to do a show just we didn't ever plan anything and then steve said you know what let's do something more so that's where the band came from and we really enjoyed that and then when steve left to go to YR, everything just kind of dissipated um yeah. and so when he decided he was coming back he called me and he's like hey man let's i'd love to start traveling with you again but let's see if we can really do something that's fun for us. That's fun for the viewers. It's fun for the fans and create let's, let's, let's become a duo. Let's figure out what we can do. And so the first part of that was traveling again and not just doing, you know, I, I think anyone that's see our, seen our show, like, like you guys have, you know, when people go to a soap event, they think it's going to be two stools and two people that are just kind of waiting for the audience to ask questions. And we, we, we never, that was never interesting to us. You know, we know that people want to ask us questions. We're happy to, to do that. But we want to, we want everybody in the room to know that we are as excited to see them as they are hopefully to see us. And not only that, we want them to know that we thought about this, that we came prepared with something to, 
to hopefully give them. Like we want to provide a service. We want to provide entertainment. We want to provide. So that's what that when we came back, that's what the, the band was all about. But when, with the band people, we realized that people wanted a little more interaction and that was hard to do with a band setting. So when we were kind of thinking about what we wanted to do in this, in the new kind of tour that we've come up with is to do, to make a show more, you know, to make more of a show, but also leave room for interaction, for improv, for interplay with the crowd and each other. So to try to, you know, integrate that more with, so make it a show, but also make it more interactive. And so that's what we've tried to do. And then as that started to work and we were enjoying that process, we saw a kind of, you know, with the podcast revolution of sorts, we, you know, we, we figured in our, in our little corner of media, nobody else was doing one. And we thought we had the ability to do something fun. We thought it would be fun for us. And we thought, you know, people might be interested in it. And um, so we just kind of said, you know, this, we always thought a podcast would be part of what we set out to do. And it took us a while. We, you know, we didn't reach out to anybody to do it for us. We wanted to figure out a way to do it ourselves. You know, I'm sure you guys know it's the, if you don't set a deadline for yourself, it's like, oh, we're going to do a podcast. We're going to do a podcast. We're going to do a podcast. And then, (laughs) right. And then- Right. And then finally, you just got to pull the trigger and whether that means ordering your equipment on Amazon or whatever, but I mean, that's the first step or whatever, but then it's using the equipment, right? And and we, when we started out, we rented a studio space because we thought, well, let's just try to do this great. But it was so expensive per episode that we're like, we can't, this is not viable. And uh, so that's when I researched and got all the equipment and bought the wrong equipment at first and found out I got us like an in-studio, like we always knew we'd probably either record in Steve's dressing room or something. So I got us this, I got us so much equipment for that. And then I got us this little sound recorder to take on the road. And, but I had this huge soundboard in Steve's room that I was using. Then I, after researching, I realized, oh, all we need is this little sound recorder which is so much simpler than this huge board that I got. Um, So anyway, so we refined our recording and uh, we found a good system now. And um, because there was a couple times early on where we were using the soundboard and I was recording directly to my computer. And then uh, if my computer crashed, it was gone. Yeah. And that happened with Maurice Bernard's first interview. And that was horrible. It's a learning moment. It sure is. It sure is. Yeah. I wouldn't wish it on anybody else. But uh, so yeah, for like two years, we would just text each other about the show, and we think we're funny, you know. Sure, well, (laughs) that's a start. We have great insight, but you know, it was finally it was the name that was catching us, you know. It's like, what do we call it, right? I was at the gym, and I was just like, Pier 54, that's where they have all the conversations. Totally makes makes absolute sense, it's a good choice, and um. It was in the beginning of March. Yeah, you didn't give much notice. You were like, we need to start April 1st. Well, but because that's the anniversary of when the show started. So I was like, what better opportunity would it be than April 1st was a Monday and that's when General Hospital started. So perfect. Right. It was decided like over a weekend. We're meeting and we're going to do it. Yep. You just got to jump in. Good job. Good job, you. (laughs) Hey, thanks. (laughs) If you weren't doing all of the stuff that you do, what do you see your life? Like, what would you have done instead of being an actor? Oh gosh. Well, uh, yeah. And instead of being an actor, that is that, I mean, that decision was made so long ago. Um, yeah, I, I truly, I truly don't know. I, and when I was a kid, I thought 
my dad was a financial advisor, so I thought that's something I'd want to do, but I just don't have the attention span for all the math. And um, I just like, I'm, it's not that I'm bad at math. I just, it's hard for me to, uh, yeah. So I, I don't, I don't know. And I made the decision kind of as a sophomore in high school to, to get into to performing arts. So it, you know, the only other ideas I had were as, as a younger person thinking I was going to be a professional athlete and that certainly wouldn't have gone anywhere. So, um, yeah, so I, you know, it's, it's hard, it's hard to say. I, you know, the great thing about going to drama school, you know, exploring that part of yourself is that it makes you a pretty good people person. And so, you know, a lot of actors find transitions into other fields of work and they find success at it simply because they know how to talk to people and they know how to listen. And not everybody is good at that. Um, so, you know, it, I, I, you know, I'd like to think that something would have come along, but, um, and Hey, I may yet have to, to find that. That's also part of this thing that we're doing. You know, when I left the show, you know, it, it, I didn't have a bad time out in the rest of the world, but it wasn't, it wasn't as successful as I had hoped. And, um, right as I left was around the time that everyone started talking like, oh, well, you have to make your own work now. And mm. you know, the TV was changing and even even guest stars on shows are being offered out. There's not as many auditions. And, you know, even though there's streaming stuff, there's not as many opportunities for people that are lower on the list. Mm-hmm. And I just never saw myself creating because as an actor in New York, when you're doing theater, you know, when you're out of work as a theater actor, you don't just say to yourself, oh, okay, I'll write a musical. You know, there's... Mm-hmm people that are better than that, that went to school for that, that right. do that, you know, uh, I wouldn't ever deign to think that I could. But in LA, everyone says, oh, we'll make a movie on your phone. Do this, do this, do this, do this. And I didn't, you know, I don't write. So I, cause I, mm-hmm. and I didn't go to school for writing. all that stuff, all those reasons why I can't, because I went to school for this. This is what I do. This is my lane. Right. And that's changing. And so one of the things that's been really cool for me in the last year and a half is that just starting these new ventures, if you will, has has kind of caused a change in my brain. Because even when you're, you know, when you're buying your podcast equipment, when you're thinking of your name, when you're when you're figuring things out, you are problem solving and Mm -hmm. creating, coming up with new ideas. That's that's what it is. It's it's problem solving. It's it's just creative thought. And once my brain started working that way, I found that okay, a blank page doesn't scare me anymore either. So it's not that I'm writing scripts, but when he, you know, when he and I are on the road, every time we go to a city, we try to give a show that that city's never seen before. So mm-hmm. like, for example, when I saw you guys, we'd played Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was one of our very first shows the fall before. Yep. And so. Amanda missed it because she was at a Steelers game. That's no, a pretty good. No, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah, she no. was babysitting for somebody who was at, at a Steelers, Steelers game. game. Oh, okay. I came That's... by myself. Yeah. Oh, you did? Okay. Well, so. Yep. The first time I ever went to like a, an event by myself, yeah. it was like, go. And yeah. So. Well, it's funny because I, when we first started doing this and Steve was like, let's do a show. I was like, okay, what can I do? And so I came up with this whole opening that started with like a dance sequence into this song and including him no no no, just me i know okay because i'm like i don't see that (laughs) you don't remember well so that first show in pittsburgh i came out in like a patient six mask and like tried to do but that club was in transition at that point and and the sound guy was uh just not hadn't figured out how to do stuff yet and so my track cut out like three or four times and i got so angry i'm not a angry person by nature but you know when you're in front of 300 people and you're at the mercy of some tech and the tech doesn't work and it's as simple as playing a song 
that got to me. So I remember that, that first show in Pittsburgh, I, I didn't come out of it feeling very good. So thankfully, when we were able to go back this time, the club was redesigned. It was, it was beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Everything worked great because the audience, I, you know, I, if you, you said you were in that audience back mm -hmm. way back. Yeah. Okay. You guys were, you guys were great, but we, we didn't think you guys were having that great a time. Like it was very, it was very subdued. It was, oh gosh, I was crying. I was laughing yeah? so hard. I was texting her like, this is fantastic. Oh, I good. Come back. Yeah. So there was, I, there was something about the row, the rows were really far, far apart. Like I didn't, it didn't feel like the whole room was with us the whole show. So we were like, ah, gosh, that, that I, we don't think it went badly, but gosh, that didn't go like we hoped. Mm -hmm. So it was really gratifying to come back this last time and still have a bunch of people show up for us. And boy, we had a blast this time. Good. We had an absolute blast. We love that club. And I've taken out some of the variables in my part of the act so that I, I'm, never, uh, I'm never subject to something going wrong and me just being pissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel, well, from a, I didn't know that anything went wrong. Good. Because you came out with like the mask and everything, I guess if yeah. you heard a glitch, we would have thought that it was... Yeah, well, because I, I went from that dance thing and then I like the whole idea was so convoluted. It was like, I'm going to tell the story of Jason through movement. And then at the, <laughs> end, at the end of the dance, I'll take off the mask and then put the mask on a stool and then sing a song to the mask. So then I'm me, I, tra I transition into me or Spinelli or whatever, yeah. singing a song to Jason Steve. And then in that song, which was your song by Elton John. Yes. Yeah. That's one of my favorite songs. I was so excited. The music cut out in the middle of that too. So I, I think I just I sang through it. I ended up singing I ended up singing a cappella because I wasn't waiting for the track anymore. Yeah. And anyway, just little things like that where I, you know, like hopefully the audience, if, if they did have a second of like, huh, well, that's weird. Oh, whatever. Like you know, yeah. hopefully so but anyway, yeah. So a little behind the curtain there. Yeah. <laughs> You're so interactive and everything. I think that it's really easy to overlook things like that, you know. Sure. Right. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Do you prefer film or TV or theater? Or I guess this. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. That's true. Um, at, at this point, I'm I'm so ready to do stage again. And part I think you know the stuff that Steve and I have been doing, being in front of an audience like that has kind of brought that that desire back. I, you know, I, in my career, I, you know, my representation, I've always been, you know, got steered to think that, oh, I just want to do like, you know, for lack of a, a better word, better TV and movies, you know, like in theory, climb up the ladder in, in the film and TV world. And honestly, like that work, it, in order to be on the level to do the kind of work that is really satisfying, that not everybody gets the opportunity to do that, right? Like you do a guest star on a on a procedural, you're you're like the second person in the interview room that may have done it, but then since you're second in the interview room, people know you didn't do it. And mm -hmm. like, you know, it's 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 not, you know, I did an episode of Castle, I did NCIS, and those it's fun to be on set with all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But like the work isn't necessarily super fulfilling, right? It's it's mm -hmm. awesome being on those sets, it's so cool. But, you know, it's one day of work and it's like, okay. Uh, so, but to be able yeah. to do the really high level stuff, that's, you know, that not everybody gets to do that. So doing a play again, doing musicals again, that would be great. But the problem with that is lifestyle wise, it's really challenging. Yeah. You know, where I live now, I moved up to Northern California with my family. So to go away for, you know, Steve and I go away for a week, mm -hmm. we do our thing and, and that's great. And, um, 
but to go away for months at a time to not, to not make a lot of money either. Frankly, when you're doing theater, you're not making a lot of money unless you're working in New York and then you got to live in New York for maybe a year. If you get a Broadway show, which is awesome, you make some good money, but then you're in New York for a year and that would create some interesting choices for my family and me. And so, yeah, so it's, uh, this, what we're doing now is, is really cool. And we're getting the opportunity to, people are asking for more from us. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, people in the industry are kind of sniffing around going, Oh, what are, what is it you guys are doing? And yeah. huh, maybe, maybe some unscripted things, give us some ideas for what unscripted things you'd want to do or stuff like that. You know, so we're starting to kind of send out our ideas to People are asking for ide- our ideas, and that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 So that actually kind of goes along with one of my questions. It's like a three-part one, though. Okay. What's your favorite musical? Okay. Which character would you love to play, either like a type of character or like a musical role or even a, a traditional theater role? Sure. And I personally think that you would be great in Rent, but I can't decide if you would be Mark or Roger because I think that you could totally rock Roger's pants, but I feel like... <laughs> typecast wise you'd be more of a mark yeah and that didn't mean that like in any role no 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 no, he could totally pull off the plaid pants with the chain like yeah yeah no i i it's it's funny and uh i sang the roger song the roger songs at a at a this benefit years ago in new hampshire sandy duncan and her husband came up to do like this uh concert and they wanted a local kid and so i went on and i sang the rent songs in like a like a cut off flannel shirt it was it was something (laughs) i mean it was the 90s so like it makes sense but yeah so yeah i'd I'd certainly play mark and i know anthony rap and uh i i would be it would be fun to to step into that role yeah yeah although i'm getting a little long in the tooth for it now maybe although patrick harris played it older that's true on stage doesn't matter yeah. 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 My favorite musical, that's funny. I think my go-to is always The Fantastics and I just I just played it for my kids yesterday and it was fun to just hear it again. It's just it's such a simple just kind of perfect little musical. So mm-hmm. I'd say that's my favorite. I I did play Matt when I was younger. But in terms of, you know, it, I feel bad I haven't seen like right now if I could play any role right now it might be King George in Hamilton. That'd be awesome. Okay. But uh in terms of dream, I mean that's a little you know, bit part, but, uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, in terms of my, I've always, when, as a kid, my, one of the first musicals I ever saw was Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. So it's kind of always been in my head to play Joseph one day. Um, I don't love that musical anymore, but, uh, it would be fun. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Be fun to do the Scarlet Pimpernel. The, I like, I've just think from, um, singing in the rain. I'm not as good of a dancer as I need to be for that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would, I would love, yeah, I would love to, love to do that, but yeah, I'm not, I, and I, yeah, I can't, I can't dance. <laughs> you can't run up a wall and flip No, no, I, no, I would certainly kill myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, so when are you guys coming back to Pittsburgh? Cause I saw that you just released more dates. And- yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we were there, I think what in May or April. Yes. Something it's like only that. been a couple months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I would imagine sometime in 2020, maybe I'm going to try to convince Steve that we should tour in the Northeast in the like the summer months versus Texas and Arizona in the summer months. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I, you know, I, I would, I would venture to say maybe late summer, fall next year, potentially. Okay. Yeah. You know, we, we did Florida last January and that went really well. So we're, we're planning on doing that again. And, you know, we're very lucky. 
clubs are, are pretty happy to have us now. So um, we can kind of pick an area and as long as we can route it, it, you know, and that's one of the challenges, you know, we, I know people are, a lot of people say, oh, there's a theater in my town. Can you guys come to, you know, play the town hall? And we're like, we can't, sorry. <laughs> um, you know, it's, uh, there, there's a, we can't, we can't get everywhere and we try to pick. And one of the challenges is, you know, like I'm from New Hampshire and it would be great to play New Hampshire, but if we're going to come to that area, it makes the most sense for us to play Boston, right? Like it makes sense for us to play the most central place with the largest population so that you're going to get more people being able to come. So that's the, you know, those are the decisions that usually it's not necessarily us making, Mm -hmm. but because, you know, we have to be invited. We don't, you know, we will send out our availability sometimes, but most often it's club saying, hey, we'd like you to play here. And so then we try to line up those invitations versus being like, hey, we're coming. Hey, we're coming. And like it's a it's a it's a balancing act, and we'd love to be able to go everywhere and play small towns and and do all that. But um, you know, we're doing our best. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, because we live probably what a half hour away from yeah. where you were, so I mean, it's yeah quick. But it's you're right. You have to do a more central. And I love that they do the small, intimate venues versus the big. I mean, yeah. it's great if you sell us out and everything. But I hope that you don't ever have to go into the big, like the Heinz Hall or anything. Because oh gosh, no. Well, and oh, yeah, I number. I don't think we'll we'll ever be an an arena act i can't imagine um you know so for us anywhere between 250 and 400 is Mm -hmm. is a good size for us because you know yeah it's our audiences know us so intimately and and in a lot of ways vice versa you know a lot of the faces that we see in these rooms we've seen before and we don't want it to be faceless and you know we we want it to be we want it to feel like a family reunion because we're and that's what's so cool about you know our our shows and every and everything we do is that you know he and i enjoy each other's company we enjoy our listeners company our our audience score and the cool thing about it is that there's you know 400 people that don't know each other walking in the room but what they maybe don't think about is that they have something very huge in common mm-hmm. and you know, in these, in this day and age, a lot of people think about what they don't have in common versus what they do. And I don't know, there's something really special about a room full of people that are getting excited and smiling and being joyful and being connected to each other. And they're connected in this joy and in, in this love for this show. And mm-hmm. that is really special. And, um, you know, uh, in, a, in a fairly negative world, it's a pretty positive experience. I mean, that's kind of how our friendship even started because yeah. you were a Girl Scout leader. Yep. I joined the troop with my daughter. I was recently married, former single mom. She was starting to be a single mom. <laughs> and then, what, you were on a dating app or something? I was. I was Somehow a- we wound up saying General Hospital. And she's yeah. like, oh, good. You watch General Hospital. That's great. And then it kind of was just like touch and go from there. But then tell the... Yes, I was on a dating <laughs> app and one of my matches came up and they looked exactly like you. And so it was like... Oh my gosh, that's funny. Talk- in the morning and I'm texting her doesn't this guy look just like Spinelli oh my god and that was kind of it went from there and then I was like can you believe blah 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 and then it just yeah that's funny no you know and didn't work out with the guy (laughs) no he didn't like kids I have four kids and he was not into kids so kind of a deal breaker yeah I would say so yeah Yeah. and I mean do you really want to be with a guy that looks like Spinelli come on of course I do No, but um, I mean, it's really, but I mean, even standing in line at the show and everything, you know, we're talking to all the people around yeah. us and yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's, it's unique. It is, there's nothing like it. And that's, yeah. it's pretty special. Yeah. 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 I'm sure that you, you always get asked like when you're coming back to the show and everything. Right. Um, 
a couple weeks ago, Curtis mentioned to Jordan that they have something called the Port Charles Players because when uh, I know you guys don't watch the show. No. Right. Okay. So here's a little fill in for you. Jordan was in the hospital. She had a kidney transplant. Who was? Oh, Jordan. Jordan. Okay, yeah. And they're all, oh, how are we going to pay for this? And Curtis is like, well, instead of going to Broadway to see a show, we can just go see the Port Charles Players. And I was right. It's not even a thing. Yeah, I've never heard that. Before. I was like, that would. We never had, that was the first time it was said. And I was like, oh, wouldn't that be great for Spinelli to come back into town and be the leader of this? God, that's so funny. Like, so I don't know what I'm coming back for, right? But I was, uh, we we did, we, I, I um, our podcast tomorrow, I'm not sure when you guys are hearing this, is Kathleen Gotti. And, oh, um, I love her. Yeah, so she'll Sorry. be on our, she'll, that'll come out tonight or tomorrow okay. morning. And she's got dates around the same time I do. And okay. she happens to be one of the other people in the cast that can sing. Um, so I, maybe it is, maybe it's the, 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 the first gathering of the Port Charles players and uh, they- Well, you should put that little ear, like a bug in their writer's ear and be like, That's funny. <laughs> well, I also have another suggestion. So baby James did not even get a first birthday party. Oh, this is Maxie's other kid, right? Yeah, he they totally have... blew by it. And I was like, right. Spinella should send him a gift. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that, that, that's interesting. I guess they're just on to, they're on to Nathan. So, or no, I mean, on to Peter. So it doesn't, they're not worried about Nathan. Peter delivered James. So you think that it would have been, and now Maxie and him are together. So you think that they would have been like, Hey, this is a great thing. And they just totally blew over it. That's funny. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. I yeah, that's that's missed opportunity. I'm not like that obsessed, but I <laughs> just like, like I can't explain yeah. that. Yeah. But it does make sense that Georgie would have sent her younger brother a present. Right. So you know, so. then Ellie should have been involved in that. Yeah, you're right. I wonder. I wonder if that's Ellie's responsibility to send the thank you cards. Maybe. And then, oh, now we yeah. have to. You know, now it's Ellie's fault. <laughs> No, but you guys were really cute together. I, I, we do miss you. You know. Thank you. Yeah, no, I, I'm excited. You know, now that Steve's back, it's it's super fun to be back there. Not that it wasn't fun when he was out there, when he right. when, without him there. But you know, there, it, there's. I think there's just more room to play now than he is. So it's. Yeah. I'm in the building a lot because I go down to to record, and we do a lot of our work out of his dressing room. Frankly, mm-hmm. um, so I'm in the building a lot. I'm just not always there to work on the show. So right. They may get tired of seeing me. Like, what the hell is he doing here again? But um. But I do, I do have some work days coming up, so um, it, it's, I'll have my own dressing room that day. I don't have to just hang out in Steve's. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So who is your favorite? Who on the set is the most like their character and who is absolutely nowhere near hmm. their character? Uh, that's interesting. I I, well, I, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure it started yeah. out this way, but I'd say, well, and, and, and he talks about it. I, Maurice loves his character. Okay. And there is, you know, I, I think after playing him for so long and, and loving him for so long, I think he, he, he doesn't mind the overlap between Sonny and Maurice. I think he, you know, I think, I think he loves his character. So, yeah, and, and there's elements of Maurice that have gone into Sonny and, you know, I think he just owns it. And yeah. so, you know, I, so I, I would say in that, in that regard, he's the most organically, and we'll, and we'll talk about it in a way that is not like egotistical or anything like that. It's like, I know there's just a cool connect between the actor and, and the character. Um, not to say that. Marie, not a mobster. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, Bar- like, barring, I mean, he brought his bipolar uh, into it. And I think that's been, you yeah. know, we're both very big mental health advocates. My daughter's autistic and yeah, it's, yeah, it's know, amazing what he's done with it. And yeah having the character be a vehicle for some of the things he wants to talk about is so i think there's a connection there that so I, i'm not sh- 
I'm not, I think I took kind of took your question in a, in a, you know, in a different direction, but I, you know, when I think of people that are, that are connected to their character in that way, I think of him, Mm -hmm. people that are, people that are just like their characters. I I think of people that haven't done as much work on their, that are just worried about remembering the lines and don't bring a character into it, but I won't name those people. Right. I always try to figure out when you guys talk about certain things on your podcast and I'm like, all right, who just got written off with nothing? You know, who just, yeah, it's a fun game to play. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But we can't figure it out. So yeah, good. I'm glad we're leaving you guys with some questions. That's good. You are, you absolutely are because I think that you take a very neutral stance to it and it's not, well, we're not, we're not there to, we always say that to our guests. We're not journalists getting gotcha questions. That's not, we're not trying to, we're, you know, we're, we're about, we're trying to have fun. I mean, number one, we're trying to have fun ourselves. Like we wouldn't do any of this if we didn't enjoy it. So, you know, we're trying to have fun and we're bringing our guests on to have fun, you know, and, and to maybe share stories that they've never had the opportunity to share. You know, we do interviews all the time, but you don't have the long form ability to answer, to really get into anything. You end up, you know, ends up being either recorded and, and then written up in a magazine. So they're kind of compressing it and contextualizing it and, right. you know, or you're doing a TV or radio interview, which are sound bites. And so, you know, the, this way of talking, a lot of people aren't used to. And so we hope that we can, make them comfortable and just have fun because that's ultimately what our listeners are tuning in for. It's Mm -hmm. things, interesting tidbits about people that they, they know a little bit, but want to know more. And that's exactly, we want to get to know our fellow friends and actors more too. It's people we've, these people we've known for years. We've never sat down long enough to get into these conversations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you mentioned with um, Eden McCoy, like you guys have never even had a scene together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, no. We don't think that, you know, we're like, no. oh yeah, they all hang out backstage together. You don't think about the fact that you don't. Nope. You know? Nope. No, nope. there's <laughs> a lot of people on the show. And if you're not in the scenes with them, oftentimes you don't see them. Yeah. Yeah. So do you happen to know what happens when general hospital gets preempted and they cancel the day's show, how they make up for it? So like last week there was a preemption on Tuesday. So right. we only had four episodes. Right. How they make yeah. them up. They you they know. put it they put it somewhere they put it at night they put it I'm not sure if they put it on Hulu I'm not they sure didn't. there was only four on Hulu yeah yeah then then there's a there's a gap in story but the thing is they can't push back exactly like, there's no because they have you know their their schedule is you know um, cliffhanger Fridays like they right, right. right? they're not going to air a thing that was geared for Thursday and aired on a Friday instead. They're right. Not. But they um, did because Amanda watched yesterday. So oh, yeah? I was like, I'm pretty sure that that was Friday. I feel like, and I haven't watched Friday. it yet. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah. That's interesting. Like, I, don't, I don't know. That's, that's they edited to kind of, you know, maybe take out. Yeah, any maybe. maybe. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's tough. Cause you're right. There's, I mean, there's so many preemptions these days. So yeah. um, well, we said like, they shouldn't be doing them because if you're actually interested in that stuff, you can get well, on Facebook, you can go on C-SPAN. You can right. I mean, they should, you're right. They can do a Chiron at the bottom, right? right. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And just be like, go to our website or, right. but yeah, it no, but, emergency national but the thing is, well, that's the thing is that they don't want to, if all of a sudden they, they see on Facebook that there's something going on, they're going to change the channel. And yeah. ABC doesn't want them to change the channel. ABC wants them to stay with them. Mm, so, right. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's what it is. But mm. what are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> the dollar. Uh, well, this was awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank of you. Of course. This was a lot of fun. Congratulations yeah. on thank your you. venture. Well thank done. You. And uh, it's a real pleasure talking to you guys. Likewise. Thank, thank you. Guys. All right. I'm Good luck with the rest time. of it. All right. All right. All right. Have a great night. Bye. 
All right. So we did not want to give too much away, which was really, really, really hard to do. Because <laughs> we're a little excited in case yeah. you can't tell. Yeah. But we definitely wanted to share our conversation with you. And Amanda, what was your favorite part? I loved all of it. But the favorite part, just hearing how passionate he is about everyone that watches the show and understanding like actors get where they are because of the little people that watch them on whatever they're on. And so when he was talking about doing the shows with Steve, it was all about like making that connection and entertaining the viewer that was in the audience and really presenting them with like something to go and see instead mm-hmm. of just sitting there and saying hi and like signing autographs. And I think that's awesome that yeah. he really seems to appreciate like his fame is from all of us. Right. Yeah, no, so. I mean, they definitely are very fan-oriented. Right, and I think that's why we love them so much. Like, we, I think you knew that before without him saying it, but mm-hmm. hearing him talk about it. But even when I said, you know, we hope that you guys don't get so big that you feel the need to move into the bigger halls. Because right. it would take away that intimate... And he was like, no, he was like, no, we're not doing that. And I was like, thank you. Cool. So, I mean, if needed, maybe they would do two nights instead of going into a bigger venue. I mean, let's hope that they have that problem. Then we would have to go two nights. We would just have to. (laughs) Not really, because we would only have to do VIP once, probably. That's true. Yeah. But, I mean, he he took his time with us. He, he did. Yeah, he definitely gave us more time than we, I mean, we didn't expect anything, but gave us, he was just so down to earth and open mm-hmm. and honest what was your favorite part if you he's wearing a boston one? cap oh geez <laughs> okay other than that yeah you know. shannon tells me i don't talk enough but then she opens with this whole oh i know everything about boston i've never been there i can't get i know so we'll just go so we'll go <laughs> i know that they're playing boston so maybe we'll just go follow them we'll become their groupies okay that is crossing over into crazy. <laughs> Maybe okay. just a little. But Although I do have thought. family up there that would enjoy also going. See, so it we would can be. just plan our family trips around wherever they're going. No, it's a girl me. trip. What are you talking about? Family trip. It's just you and me. I meant seeing family. Like oh, family. oh, yes, yes, yes. See? I'm like, I'm not taking my kids. No, I'm not taking my kids. All right. Although Megan was upset that she could not be here for this Benelli interview. And she was super excited as I left today. She was like, have fun. Make sure you, like, say all this stuff to him. I'm like, no, we're on a limited time. So she can't wait to hear that. Was there anything that that you did not say that she wanted? No, she just just wanted to be here. But I know that she would have wanted to say something. And that, you know, Megan, she could talk for days. So that would have been not okay. But yeah, it was was really cute that she was She's the president of our fan club. Yes, exactly. Yes. But no, I mean, it was just pretty much everything that you said, you know, just how fan focused they are, how receptive to our questions, Mm -hmm. you know, that he didn't get too scared when we filled him on in on what's happening on the show. (laughs) He's right. Because that was a little awkward, but I'm like, no, here's how you can get some screen time. Yeah. Send James a present because the kid didn't have a birthday. <laughs> I like that his response was the same as ours with the Port Charles players. He was like, I've never heard of that before. Yeah, no, neither had we except right. for that one episode. But, but it could be an in. Could. could you imagine? That would be awesome. Like Spinelli and Liesel doing. Oh, my God. A show. Oh, and then Emma could come back and be part of yes! it, too. Yes. And Jason that Thompson. So Patrick would be coming back. Yes. Yep. Mm. All these people See, can come back and be poor Charles players. We have it all set. The writers just need we to do. take they just, it and run. Well, yeah. One of the head writers retired yes, today. Yes, I saw that. Mm-hmm. So if they need someone to replace her, just call us if up. If they need We're continuity in. experts, <laughs> we got <gotcha>. you. <laughs> if they bring someone new in that he's caught up to speed, just you know, go back and listen to the first right. couple episodes. We did a full general hospital recap. Exactly. Well, it wasn't a full, but you know, highlights. Close enough. Exactly. High level. 
But yeah, so I mean, I think it went really well. I think so too. It was, it was awesome. a lot of fun. It was just so awesome. So generous. So thankful, you know. Yeah. Just, that was amazing. I mean, he's like sitting at home or wherever and yeah, has a conversation with us. Like, yep. who does that? That yeah. I'm so happy. That was crazy. That was fun. So I don't know. I guess have a good weekend. <laughs> we'll meet you at the pier. <laughs> Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to peer54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Peer 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect, so if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.